Another week, Fed's still dead. Um, we, we are here for Fed Dead episode three, but really episode five because we used to do that other show called Fed Red. I've immediately froze. <laughs> Promise we're going to fine. It was just one of those, you know, you know the deal, Bobby. You've done enough. Oh, yeah. That happens like once an hour. Um, Bobby, how are you doing on this wonderful Monday evening, my friend? I'm doing well, man. You know, I'm not uh, close to death like I was last week. Um, feeling better. You know, uh, I'm off on Friday, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, it should be a fun week. Bro, can we talk a little bit here before we even get into the WBF about how great Friday is going to be? Like, I'm going to be in bed after a late night grim by 5 a.m. rather than just having to have breakfast at 8 a.m. and then go and get some sleep. That's pretty exciting, right? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, we're going to be done like an hour after we usually start. Sounds incredible. And if we have a bad one and we go home after three hours, we'll be out there even before Rampage's ended in, in yep. real time, normal time. So, very exciting. That is Friday, latenightgrim.com. If you've never seen the Late Night Grim, we had a great comment in the chat last Friday. I believe it was Rice Man, I want to say. I want to say it was Rice Man, who had found this content late night grin and had subscribed, and that was his first grin was Friday. And about three hours, he said, this is my first official grin. It has been quite the roller coaster. which popped me. If you're out there, feel free to hit me on social because that popped me. Um, it's an adventure over on Patreon, right, Bobby? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun, though. There you go. Um, I do want to talk about this first before we even look at last week, next week, anything. Because this needs to be talked about. I've only seen clips, Bobby. <laughs> but it appears that you, as a Brock Lesnar fan, you may have got one of the greatest grins yet here this evening. Am I right in saying that with him on the Pat McAfee show? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, uh, I think the thing is, like, the wrestlers in particular just feel more comfortable talking to Pat than they do, you know, talking to whatever wrestling journalist or whatever. And, uh, you know, Brock in particular really shined through. And he's just, uh, he's having fun, man. It's wild that he's doing media now, but... Uh, here we are. Do we think this is like an actual thing they should do on TV, Pat, having a talk show? Because that kind of does feel like something they should have done already. What do you think? Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. I don't know if there's um, like, you know, contract stuff in play with his other show. But like, yeah, if you have him do like, you know, they did Goldberg and Michael Cole or Goldberg and Roman both had sit-downs yeah. with Michael Cole. Pat could have done one of those. I mean, he wasn't there this week, but like in general, he can do one of them. Did you see the greatest wrestler of all time, Alexa Bliss, appearance on his program last week, Bob? I did. So I was uh, watching Warrior Wrestling and someone was messaging me like, bro, you're watching the wrong thing. This is hilarious. And it was like a screenshot of air hockey. And was the gentleman, was it Emmett Smith? He's apparently very good at football. Mm -hmm. And I texted the confirmed show. I said, shoot, who's Emmett Smith? And he's like, he's the all-time leader in whatever statistic football talk. And I was like, he's getting he's beat, getting beat by Alexa Bliss at air hockey, man. We, we should switch shows here. He did not respond to that at all, but I'm glad you found it as funny as I did. Um, the chat was appearing to be fired up based on the screenshot I saw. But enough about Pat. Enough about Brock for now. We will get back to him, I'm sure. Um, Bobby, you said to me you didn't see an awful lot of last week to talk about. Let's just quickly explain that before we, we look ahead here at a couple of big events. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought last week would be a little bit down. You know, they're uh, still building the pay-per-view. And, you know, go. it always feels like when they go to sci-fi or they tape two shows in one night, like they don't always have their fastball, even, you know, what the version of that is right now. Right. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, Raw was fine. Like, I watched the first hour, and then I'm just like, you know, I got the fightful stuff about what the other matches were, and I'm just like, eh, you know, I'm good. You know, I yeah. um, I still like the uh, Riddle and Randy and uh, Gable and Otis stuff a lot. Uh, check that out from Raw if you haven't. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, there wasn't too much on Raw. Um, you know, NXT did a good job, I think, kind of building towards uh, Vengeance Day and SmackDown, except for Charlotte and Naomi. I just didn't really pay attention to too much at all um yeah. yeah was that was that match as good as, as i haven't seen it yet i actually do want to watch it but i was told that was about as good as matches Naomi's had in the is it was it as yes. good as advertised bobby yes it was very good okay do you think there's any end game for Naomi beyond this weekend's tag because there's maybe they're going to feature in some different because we talk about this place for non-title matches at mania right is there is there a feud you can do with her maybe i don't know yeah, I mean, I would imagine they're just gonna like stretch the Sonya stuff out till Mania, which mm. I don't know how they're gonna do that. But that how would you? Plan. How would you feel about Sonya bringing him back up in the form of maybe an Asuka? Or I mean, it's not. I know it's not the perfect use of Asuka, but Asuka and Naomi as a WrestleMania program sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, look at this. Our pal here says, "Until SmackDown is bad, when Bob has no grin left for Goldberg." That sounds well, like a good, a good motion picture. Go ahead, nah, Bob. I was also watching the Bulls though. So, did they win? They did on Friday. Yes. Are you are you scared of the Sixers now? Yeah, I think they're the best team in the East. See, this is how this is how much I've lost in my life, Bob. Okay. You know, like, how much Sixers fans are rightly doing victory laps? And, like, it's warranted. This is an incredible result. To get Harden out of this situation is nuts. Yeah. It only convinces me more that this is going to end in tears. Like, it reminds me very much, and it's very different, I know, Sixers fans, but, like, when we were all dunking on the Celtics because we got Al Horford, and then, like, we just, just inevitably that blew up. Like, I just... There's some signs of Harden, and I just... I, it's Philadelphia, man. He's going to show up and like forget how to fucking dribble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. He obviously he's got to be like motivated and ready to go. But I think yeah. this is the best Embiid's ever been. Um, oh yeah, he's probably he's one of the best players. I mean, one of the best players in the league is an understatement. He's like in contention for the best player in the league. He's yeah. the MVP, I think. I agree. Um, I don't know. Topaz for the seat is reassuring me. Says we will win. I just if Harden is an athlete that has those. You know, he has those kind of asterisks next to his name anyway. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know if, if Philadelphia is the place to kind of get rid of those. <laughs> but I hope so. I think they're going to be great to watch here anyway. This is a, let's be honest, this year needs to be – if it ain't this year, it's going to, have to be next year because after that it's going to get less likely as we go. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to the WWF. Um, okay, so this start then by previewing. And then after we do the two big shows, I'll kind of look at the other TVs and see if there's anything advertised. But – Let's start with Vengeance Day. Before we get into the matches, um, where are you at at this point on the NXT 2.0 project? I mean, inevitably, as it's gone on, the naysayers, and that includes myself, so I'm not saying that to be negative, um, or, me, you know, demeaning, but those of us that aren't interested have kind of stopped watching, right? Yeah. So there's there's generally less conversation about it. As someone that pretty consistently watches now, right, Bob, or in and out? Yeah. Where are yeah, you I at mean- at this point? Go ahead. 
again, you know, I've talked about how there's, you know, one or two things that I don't like for everything I do like, but I think the stuff that they're nailing, they're doing really well. Like, uh, you know, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes should be like the next two guys up to the main roster. And I think they're positioning them in such a way that they're going to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Diamond Mind, I think they've done an excellent job with them. Um, You know, it's, it's other stuff in this card, though. Like, it's kind of a mix. Like, I don't know why the Pete Dunn and Tony D'Angelo thing's still going on. You know, like, so it is kind of a mixed bag down there. Um, I think it's better than it was a couple months ago, but I think they do still have some improvement to do. And, uh, you know, kind of like we talked about, I don't know their two hour live show is the best for them every week. Right. Absolutely. So would you say the match I'm most looking forward to, would you say Bron and Escobar? Yeah, I think that's going to be very good. And I think, uh, you know, MSK and Creed Brothers are going to be a banger as well. Yeah, that looks exciting. Let's start with the with the big title match. Um, I think we're both very high on Bron Breaker. We think he's kind of generational and, and the kind of guy that you do build a, a brand around. Um, I, am I crazy? I'm not saying that I think Bron will lose here, Bob. Do we think there is a world in which it's possible he loses and moves up, or is that post-mania at this point? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's post-Mania because they've already kind of started teasing the Ziggler stuff, and I think that's going to be Mania weekend, kind of a big send-off. Like, I don't think Ziggler's going to win the title, but, like, you know, I think Braun's going to beat him and then go up and maybe do, like, a Kevin Owens thing where he's just kind of doing double duty until he loses the title. Um, And honestly, to me, like, that's a bit of my only problem with this match is that they have kind of started alluding to the Ziggler stuff already. Like, because that doesn't feel like Santos has much of a chance in this match. Like, hmm. But it's, it's in, go ahead. Well, and I've also, you know, talked about this before where like Legato del Fantasma doesn't even need to be down there anymore. So like, right. that's part of it too. Like the whole last year has been weird for them. Like they were involved in the cross stuff mm. and then, you know, Santos worked Zion Quinn, which I think did more harm than good for him. It feels like it's been a whole lot of stalling for him. If uh, Bob, I, I know, I know this is a little bit redundant because of what you just said, but it really does feel like it should be Swan Song in the next day, doesn't it, Escobar? It really yeah. does. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I would call up the whole group. If you're not going to do it, whatever. I think Santos still has, you know, a perfect role on the main roster. But yeah, I mean, you get a guy who can easily plug into the mid card and then you have a tag that can, you yeah. know, go wherever. And you always need tag teams. And just, I mean, they're they're ready. I mean, I would be looking at, if I didn't have a spot from WrestleMania, I would actually say, and I know why people are reluctant to do this with NXT being a thing, but I would actually just do vignettes until WrestleMania, honestly. And then you could bring them in after, right? Like, I mean, you're mm-hmm. looking at, We've got a couple months here. So if they if they lose tomorrow, if he loses tomorrow, a couple weeks off, then start the vignettes, whatever brand you're putting them on and get started. I will say that looking at the tag division of a Raw, it's like, I mean, they could be used there, right? I mean, yeah. There's, yeah, there's definitely a lot you can do with those guys. I think it's definitely sink or swim time the main roster. And when I say that, I don't mean in terms of them. I mean more the creative for surrounding them, but it does feel like at this point, cut bait and move on, right? Yeah. And it is kind of weird. Like they're not even ever like in the names of people that get called up to do the dark matches or main event or whatever. So it's like, I don't, they're yeah. seemingly not even on the main roster radar yet, which kind of sucks. I could be wrong on this, Bob. And please tell me if I am. But when Andrade was in NXT, we got a good bi-weekly report about WWE's, uh, Desperation to have a Mexican top main event star, right? We read this very yes. often. It was the same story when Del Rio. Have we ever seen that story of Escobar? Because he feels like he would. I mean, he certainly would fit the the criteria. I haven't read that. Yeah, before. that's that's I'm the missing. thing. Like, I don't know why his name doesn't come up. Like, he's. 
I, he feels like a guy that just kind of has everything, man. He's got it in the ring. He's got the look. Like he can he can be a star if you put it behind him. He's also thirty seven, so it's time. Um, yeah, he's thirty eight here in two months, Bob. I mean, you want to be getting a move on here, right? It's interesting, mm-hmm. strange, strange dynamic there. Um, let's talk a little about Dolph Ziggler. Is he going to be doing both shows for a while, or do we think he's going to be a an NXT exclusive for the next couple of months? What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it kind of seems like he's just going to be at NXT for the next couple months. But uh, I kind of thought Styles was going to do that too, and then he just went down for the one match. So, um, are we going to get the Champa match first? Do you think? Yeah, if I had to guess, they're going to probably put that on TV, and then yeah, the Mania match is going to be like him and Braun, which will probably be on Takeover instead of actual Mania. But if you really want to like get Braun over, you could give him a Mania match and have him win against Ziggler for the NXT title. That is a good idea. I actually think that's a very good fit. And also, I know everyone dunks on Dolph, and I get it, but his one singles match on WrestleMania was against Otis in an empty warehouse. <laughs> that would be a nice deal for him, too. A nice eight minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be think crazy, right? Just a nice title match. You mm-hmm. could always do a TV ring match. Well, but my nuts were saying that I'm actually interested in Dolph doing an NXT run. Like, I find this stuff to be fun, Bob. Is that crazy of me? Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. You know, we saw it, uh, you know, Ryder went down there when he was still there. Uh, Slater and Rhino went down there. I mean, it's it can work. Like, if you do it right, you can have some continuity kind of between main roster guys kind of floating down there and being like, oh, you know, I'm too good for this. I don't even need to be down here and just kind of help get a guy over. Certainly interesting. I mean, it's less appealing now with the rosters as thin as they are than it was a two, two, three years ago. I thought it was something they should have been doing very often. Um, but I think we've now realized why they wasn't, wasn't doing it so often. There was yeah. slightly a divide there. But I do like it conceptually, and I'll watch when, when Dolph Rest was there because it just it interests me. I believe he wrestled Rusev on old NXT, Bobby, you know, at Full Sail. Mm-hmm. He came through and did one of those spots, which popped me. So there you go. Um, okay, you mentioned the other match, MSK and the Creed Brothers. This is the Dusty final. Um, the winner gets a tag title shot. Creed Brothers are one of my favorite kind of um, prospect blue chip acts in, in the industry right now. They're not getting a lot of buzz because the show is kind of struggling for that to begin with. And, and you know, rightly so, Carmelo and Bron take the take precedent. But they are really exciting. And this feels like it's going to be a damn good match. Any read on, on which way they're going here? And again, in fear of being a dead horse, are MSK headed up soon, Bobby? What do you think? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, MSK is another team that could be heading up... Uh... Yeah, I don't think they need to win the Dusty, you know, for a second straight year and then, you know, just kind of stay down there, get their title match, do the same thing they've been doing. Like, they're ready. I mean, you know, I know when guys come from Impact, it's not like a one-to-one thing. They have to learn how to work WWE style or whatever, but those guys are ready, man. Yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, the idea of them, and I understand why people rather rise at Tag Talk, but I can only talk about what I would like to say, you know. Them working the Usos in a 20-minute, you know, TV main event, pay-per-view opener, whatever it may be. I think it could be could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot's right to bring up here the the Imperium angle that is already underway, obviously, with the Roddy yes. and, and Volta match. Sorry, the Roddy and Gunter match. So, yeah, that, that's the, that does seem likely. Um, the Creed brothers are fascinating because I think we both love what the idea of them, but I'm very unsure of how it translates to a Vince McMahon's brain. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. it's uh, he may want to add some spice and some some silliness to that. What do you think, Bob? 
Yeah, I think he would probably want to do that, which would be unfortunate. I mean, I, I'm all for people adding like another layer or whatever, but right. sometimes it just feels forced when you want these guys to do comedy or whatever. Yeah, the the old we're gonna test their range, you know. It feels like yeah. they could just smash guys, really, right? In a lot of ways. Um, confirmed shooters just text me, Bob. Hang on a second. Let me hit the uh, graphic. This is big news. I mean, it's not news at all, but in our world, it's kind of interesting. Here we go. The secret no more, Buddy Matthews has tweeted. He's going live in uh, eight minutes. He says, join me on Twitch as I break down my match with Roman Reigns from SmackDown. Uh, the confirmed shoot, who is a part of this great team at the Late Night Green, has sent this to me with the caption, fucking owned our channel in all caps. So, um, folks, if you're more interested in what Buddy is up to, please go to his Twitch now. That's secret no more over on twitch.tv. Bob, any thoughts on Twitch? I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Please yeah. don't go watch it right now. Watch it, you know, on demand when we're what done if we here. we just turn this show and us watching it and just sitting quietly? <laughs> just sort of just... Just, just watching him watch his match. But we don't, like, the screen doesn't take... It doesn't accommodate that. So it's just people click on the video expenses we're talking and we're just sort of sitting here looking straight ahead. And everyone's going, like, oh, man, that's good shit. You know, we, we do one of those deals. Interesting. Yeah. Play around that in future. Um, this is interesting. Good question here. Very good question. Which Creed gets to be Kurt Angle's son? <laughs> One of them like trained with Daniel Cormier. Did you, did you know that, Bob? I didn't. One of them was like a lead sparring partner for Daniel Cormier. They're fucking badasses, man. They're shooters. Wow. Um, okay. Elsewhere. Another match that stands out for me. Carmelo Hayes, Cameron Grimes. Grimes is really, for all of the fun and games, and as good as he is at them, he is very much underrated as a, as a bell-to-bell guy. Yeah. And it feels like him and Carmelo are going to kill it. Um, I think, am I wrong in saying, Bobby, that Carmelo is probably going to get the title from Bron next rather than go up next? Does that sound crazy to you? No, and that's what I think they're going to do kind of going forward. Like, you know, the next guy up is going to be the NXT champion, and then the next NXT champion is going to be the North American champion. Yeah. I mean, I know we just, we only have like these two guys as examples, but it feels like, you know, that's it's a fine system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would honestly be – it wouldn't shock me if they did title versus title and actually unified because I could see them just being like, we don't need a mid-card title. You know, like, I mean, NXT for years, as you know, Bob, operated without an NXT uh, mid-card title. Mm-hmm. And the roster's certainly changed since they added that belt. So that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, but Carmelo's keeping it here on, on Tuesday night, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, same old conversation, different name. Cameron Grimes, is this a case of he does not fit the criteria for a main roster run, so we're kind of in this middle ground with him? Because hell of a talent, hard to see quite what he does on a Raw or SmackDown. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would try and figure something out for him, though. You know, he's 28, so right there. I mean, you don't have a ton of people under 30 on the main roster. Like, mm-hmm. I would just try and figure something out for him just based on that. Like, right you know, you're doing this happy Corbin stuff. Is that anything different than what Cameron Grimes would be doing? Like an over the top sort of thing. I know people don't like the Corbin stuff, but like, you no, know, in a, yeah. In like a different way with Grimes, like what he was doing last summer with Ted DiBiase and stuff. Like you could do that on the main roster and people would love it. I actually think you've owned me there. I think you're spot on. He could do shtick for sure. He, he actually has shown the range we were just alluding to, right? He mm-hmm. could very much do that. No, I think you're right. I think cosmetically there'll be a little bit of a barrier for those guys to get past, but I agree with you that 
when it comes to what he can do as a character on a TV show, um, he has a lot to offer. I'm intrigued by when that would happen uh, because otherwise he does feel a little bit like in a middle ground, right, Bob? Like if we imagine, if you look ahead here and say in six months Cameron Grimes is still there, it doesn't feel like he's going to be doing an awful lot in NXT by that point. Is that unfair? It feels like he's going to be phased out pretty quickly if he doesn't go up. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a shame. Um, indeed, Taxel says, breaking news, Bob owns Joe. There you go. Um, okay. Last two matches on this involves uh, the one you mentioned, Pete Dunne, Tony D, which is a weaponized steel cage match. What does yeah, that mean, Bob? I would imagine they're going to have um, just a bunch of weapons in the ring like they did with... Uh, I wonder if the Ambrose did it with... Um, Jericho, the one where the TV exploded at the end. That's two different, Jericho. I think that's two different matches. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. One. yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't really get this because, you know, they had the crowbar on the pole match and then Tony D'Angelo did like this funeral for Pete Dunne's career and all that. And then, I don't know, just kind of go back to it after all that. I, I get ending it with a cage match, it, assuming this is the end. I appreciate that. Like cage matches should be the end of the feud more often. But it's just kind of weird to run it. It doesn't really feel like the best use of either guy. It's almost like the NXT team, you know, concluded Pete Dunne's run under the assumption that he would be on Raw or SmackDown in the coming weeks and months. Yes. But then he cut a promo in an audition for one of those programs and Bruce Pritchard fell out of his chair and he has since been sent back to NXT. Would you say that is almost... Now, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that it seems like saying that could have maybe happened. Bob, what do you think? Yeah, I would say. Pete is, you talk about guys that are in an interesting spot in that promotion. I mean, we all look, Pete Dunn is a, he's a great professional wrestler and he has great matches. So I'm not, but like, I don't know quite where he's at in this, in this promotion, Bob. I have to say, I, uh, he's a young guy, so stuff can change. But right now, do you see a great, um, an easy spot for him on Aurora SmackDown, honestly? Probably not. Cause I mean, like you could just put him, you know, he, he could be like the Cesaro role, but even Cesaro, I think is able to talk a little bit more and, uh, it's a lot bigger too. Yeah, exactly. So it's, which, you know, it may not matter to you and I, but we know it matters there. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually, it's an interesting talking point. We'll quickly go to this. Don't have an answer. It says LA Knight is the only guy in NXT. I wouldn't be worried about on Raw and SmackDown. I'll be honest, not only do I agree with that, I think it's insane he isn't on Raw and SmackDown at this point. Yes. I, what's going on with that? I mean, LA Knight is, I'm not saying he's your world champion or anything, but he can talk and he can give you some TV time. Any any idea what's happening there, Bob? What do you think? No, I have no idea. Like, you know, he's, um, I think he's, what, 40 or 41, so it's not like he's got a whole ton of time. And uh, he's got the character stuff down. He's good enough in the ring. Like, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. You want to inject some life. And even if people aren't the biggest fans of him, it's something new on Raw and SmackDown, at least. Yeah, it is certainly puzzling. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that one. Okay, finally, we have uh, Toxic Attraction versus Indy Hartwell and Persia Parata. Persia. Is that correct? Did I say that correctly, Bob? Yes. Um. So Mandy wrestled on TV, so that match isn't here. Uh, you know, thoughts on this on this tag back? I haven't seen a lot of the build, Bob, so piece this one together for me. Yeah, I mean, I think Toxic Attraction is going to end up winning. I mean, I'm glad Indy found something else to do since, you know, uh, Johnny and Candice are obviously out of the picture right now. Um, 
you know, it's good to have women's tag teams if you're going to have women's tag titles. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, I think Toxic Attraction is going to hold on to the belts. Um, you know, we've talked about them at length, kind of what they're going to look like on the main roster, and it's probably a conversation we'll have to have in a couple months. I think they're probably going to go up after uh, the uh, Mania takeover, but I don't see them losing right now. Interesting, folks. It is worth noting. You guys know I'm pretty quick on the chat. I'm, I'm reading it as much as I can. However, if you do want to donate to the show or give us a tip or get your comment and question read for sure, rather than just almost certainly, you can go streamlabs.com forward slash late night grin. Helps the show out. Uh, again, I'll read your comment regardless probably, but still worth saying. Um, quick thing. How was the how was the match on Tuesday, Bob? Did you catch the match with um, Mandy and was it Kaylee Ray and Mandy they did on Tuesday, yeah. right? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. You know, um, Mandy is obviously kind of at her ceiling in ring, I think. But, you know, she's she got the job done. I think Kaylee Ray uh, is very good. I think she's probably going to be yeah. champion soon. And uh, I don't know that she's a person that should be down there for uh, all that long. It's the problem with this with this vibe they're going for. And there's elements of it that I kind of appreciate. Because it's, there's like one profile of talent that fits, right? Like, it feels like, like, as you just said, you kind of said Kaylee could be the next champ, and then you quickly talk yourself into, like, then again, why, why is she on NXT 2.0? Yeah. It's a strange... The show's identity may be too attached to the idea that everything has to be new and fresh, because in some ways, I think it hurts it as a TV show. Do you yeah. think there's something they're running into a little bit, Bob, in terms of perception? Like, the idea that anyone that's been there for longer than six months feels like they should have moved on already, which is kind of saying they've... That's they've established out the audience with the way they've handled this, right? But I don't yeah. know. Do you think that's a factor with the way people talk about it, Bob? I think so. I think that's not even just a problem since it became 2.0. I think they've had a problem yeah. hanging on to people down there too long for much before that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's almost, it feels, in terms of the way we talk about it, it's almost an overreaction to that, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, we were so used to people staying there forever, and now we're at a point where... You know, we're, it's like anyone that's been there for a little bit, like, can we just move on with this, right? If you want to do it fresh, do it fresh. Anyway, overall excitement for for Vengeance Day, Bob. Um, what do you think? I mean, it's going to be a good show? Yeah, I do. I'm actually looking forward to it. You know, I think their uh, TV specials are usually pretty good. I think the takeovers are usually pretty good still. And, uh, yeah, there's good stuff here. Even, you know, I know a couple of the matches I said weren't really for me, but I think uh, kind of that three – the two main title matches and then the, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes final are going to be very good. Well, look, in fairness, and I say this as someone that's more distant from it than you, the last TV special was pretty great. So yes. I can't, you know, I can't really dismiss your optimism. I also even like the last takeover. So I'm fine with all of this. I'm sure it'll be, we'll be fine. Um, I've been saying that for a while, the, the remaining old NXT talent is there to carry the show because it's still a national TV product and there needs to be quality control and all the 2.0 folks are great. Sure. Absolutely true. I just think it's so kind of... Um, because each guy is different, some of them, it's still, it's like kind of... Uh, it's striking how out of place some folks feel. I don't need to name because they're obvious, right? Like we just yeah. talked about something, a couple of them that should go up. But I think that's definitely the reason internally is that we can't go crazy. We still have two hours to fill. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, for the women, too, in particular, like, you know, Io and Dakota, you're kind of getting to a point where you're right. going to have to make a decision one way or another. I mean, they're not doing mm -hmm. anything down there. I think Raquel's there, too, really. I don't care for her, but I think she's right. someone who could come up and, you know, be on the main roster. And at some point, you mm -hmm. either got to do it or, you know, let them 
go elsewhere. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay. We'll look ahead to Elimination Chamber now. Um, Bob. Yep. This is, of course, the famed Brock Lesnar and Elimination Chamber match moment for you, one that you've been very excited about. Current read on the situation we talked about a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the kind of weird angle, they've, the corner they've put themselves in here, where it's like, I don't really know what the best option is. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, because, again, you don't want to pin him, but I don't think he needs to you know, win the title. If they do title for title at Mania, you know, kind of is what it is at this point. I can get why they would want Brock or Roman on both shows. But also at that point, like, you should just have an undisputed champion again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, because, like, in a match like that, I don't want there to be, like, shenanigans or whatever. Like, you know, the Usos can mess with the cage or, or the pod or whatever. I know someone brought that up last week or, like, they could somehow get in there when someone else is coming out, I guess, but it just feels cheap to do that. It does. And um, firstly, it was Royce Pen. I, I give you some some love here, here earlier, pal. You pop me with your comment on the grin. So I hope you enjoyed that review. And I hope you enjoy this show. Um, yeah, I. Okay, look, this is the elephant in the room with this, and it isn't, it's more than that. But like, there's a very good chance that this is a case of, of Brock just being requested for this show. Mm-hmm. Right, and if so, they could actually get themselves out of this in a kind of um, cheap way because it's a unique circumstance. I will say, and this is important because you know we don't talk around this stuff. It is what it is. Um, I this show, if you guys are interested in it, I think Bob and I think Oracle's going to be here too next week. They will talk about on Fed Dead Redemption. I won't use it in the titles or the tags or any of that stuff because I, I completely understand why people don't want to listen to the conversation because mm. it is sports washing. I understand it, folks. I'm not trying to normalise it. I'm just, we're doing this show, you know, us not, it is what it is, right? So yeah. I get it. I probably won't be watching this show and Bob can confirm that that's probably something that I will not, you know, it's just whatever. But on next Monday, they'll talk about we won't do a review show named that way or, you know, targeted for those eyes because... You know, I think both of us probably would rather not benefit from it like that, right? Yeah. Like, it'll come up next week and they can talk about it, but that's where we're at. Just quickly get that out of there because I don't want us to ignore it. Sorry, Bob. Um, okay. Let's look, let's look at So what's your current, like, prediction on this men's uh, chamber match, Bob? I think it has to be Brock or Lashley because, like, if Lashley beats Brock again, okay. You know, right. Lashley has number twice. Like, I don't see Seth being the one to take Brock out. It's not going to be Austin Theory. I guess Riddle's interesting. They gave us a little bit of that at the Rumble, but I also don't really think Brock has any desire to work with him. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Brock and AJ, like, I think AJ's a guy who's always, you know, a contender, and that's why he kind of fits this role in these matches, him and Owens, you know. But I don't think AJ's going to win this, and he probably won't eliminate Brock. So, yeah, it's got to probably either be Brock or Lashley. Unless they do something really... <laughs> Creative is probably the generous word, but kind of cheap was the one we said a minute ago and probably is the fitting one. If Brock is actually in this match, it feels like he's winning, right? Which is kind of... I mean, the only thing about Brock winning, I said this last week and I'm sticking by it, is at least then him and Roman is kind of harder to predict. If if they fuck Brock here and he loses and gets pinned again, he is 100% winning at WrestleMania, right? Like, it feels like a lock, and I don't know how either of us feel... About that, and then this is the other, obviously, the, the other element that's kind of is like there's not an obvious match for Bobby, right? If he retains, it does feel like 
without the need for another big time world title match because you know both women's matches are going to are going to be pretty big attractions and you have obviously Brock and Roman. It does feel like it may just be the easiest way out. Let's just put the belts together and we'll figure it out after. That feels like the favorite to me right now, Bob. What do you think? Am I nuts for saying that? It feels like the most obvious answer right now. No, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, you know, you could also go back and then be like, you know, why did Brock need to beat Big E in the first place then? Couldn't he have just, you know, beaten someone else who, you know, wasn't going to factor in and then, you know, lose the title to Lashley and then kind of switch it back and forth? I feel like they sacrificed Big E as a result of all this, but you know, that's another story. Um, yeah, I... It's like I said, it's hard to see anyone except Lashley or Brock winning. Is there a world in which, um, and this is unlikely, but I'll say it is there a world in which Bob drops it to Brock in the chamber and Roman loses to Goldberg in some kind of way? And then Roman and Brock wrestle for that one. And I guess Bill does whatever. I don't know. Wrestles Dolph Ziggler against WrestleMania. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think that was going to happen. Um, just because, again, I don't see another match for Goldberg. Like, and that's kind of, I'm glad you brought that up a little bit too. Like, it's hard to kind of really find two marquee world title matches, which is an issue. So, yeah, I mean, I guess just putting, putting them together is fine. But, like, you know, ideally, you'd want to have multiple guys ready to wrestle for the world title. Yeah, it should be, it should be a choice of, um, it should be it should be a choice between names that are really all interesting and you pick the best one rather than good lord, what can we scrape together here? Which is where it feels like increasingly. And I, I agree that's telling. Um this is a big one for you, I sense, of Roman and Goldberg. Are you excited? What do you think? Yeah, I'm still excited for it. You know, um I think I was a little more excited two years ago, but you know, this is going to be, for as much as everyone, you know, complains when Goldberg comes back, it's going to be, you know, less than 10 minutes. It's going to be Roman, you know, winning, maybe retiring him. Um, you know, it's a match they've both kind of talked about for a while. Um, there's a kind of Georgia and Georgia Tech rivalry added in. I know that doesn't mean anything to you, but, you know, for for some people, that's kind of like a big thing, too. And, I mean, you know, for Roman to just kind of have like a quick title retention um, is something we've kind of been asking for throughout the whole reign too. So for him to just come out and have a seven or eight minute match and just retain the title, I mean, he's needed that. Like we wanted to see him do it without the Usos and he technically did it at the Royal Rumble. So now, you know, you want to see him kind of have a quick retention here. And I think it'll be good. I mean, they'll kind of just turn it up to a hundred miles an hour like they did at WrestleMania 33 with Brock and Goldberg and just go from there. Do you think there's any political concerns about uh, keeping the the top guy in the promotion, maybe the industry, safe against Goldberg? Because I think that's been a reason they've kind of been hesitant in the past. We are less than two months away from WrestleMania. Do you think there's some some creative team members this week a little, a little anxious? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably uh, suggest that he doesn't do the jackhammer. Maybe just keep it at Spears. It will be interesting, right, to see what they do or don't do. I, I agree with that. Okay. Um, now, I look I look forward to the rest of this show. I'm definitely remembering it. Becky Lynch and Lita. Um, this one feels like an incredible science experiment, a case study in, in the world of match quality. Um, I could see this being surprisingly fun. Or to be totally transparent, and we've all loved to later, I could see this being 
quite bad. Um, where is your gut feeling right now, Bob? Or is it somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I um, I think those are really the only two options. You know, we uh, <laughs> it's like Lita looked fine at the Royal Rumble, but like I don't know that in a singles match she's going to be able to do it. I think you know if she can play the hits, if she can still hit the moonsault and get you know a false finish, that's really all they need out of her here. Like she's not going to win, so I think having you know not that element kind of helps a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, you don't want her to go out there and embarrass herself either, though. I, I, I've i told you, you know, I think it's cool that she's getting this run considering how it ended for her the first time. Like, it's cool that they're doing this for her, but, you know, hopefully she can, you know, hold up her end of the deal too here. She's definitely going to get a nice payday. And, you know, people can feel whatever they want about that, but she's definitely not going to leave Saudi Arabia not a whole lot richer. So, yeah. for, you know, for better or worse. But it'll be interesting. Golden Chat says seven minutes max. Yeah, that's probably about right. I think Becky's actually been very impressive in ring um, in terms of since she came back. I Personally, I think she's been better than she was before, but I didn't particularly enjoy her in ring before. So that part will be interesting. Um, how she can lead this as the heel, that will help, I think. Mm-hmm. My current feeling is it will be fine. I'm, you know, I'm just intrigued what the conversation is afterwards. Okay, obviously, though, Becky's winning, right? Yes. All right, on that side of things, Drop Nikki ASH and one other. I do not know who it is. Bobby, who's the gut feeling on who the mystery opponent is? You know, it's interesting because I was like, Bianca's going to win. You're not going to bring Oscar or Bailey in here to not, you know, win. But I think it could be Oscar. You know, we talked about that a little bit last week yeah. how they don't necessarily see her like we do. But I think if you get to a final two of like Bianca and Oscar or, you know, a final three of Rhea and Bianca and Oscar, that's going to be a lot of fun for a few minutes. Um, so I'm going to go with Oscar right now, I think, but it also could just be like Lacey Evans or something. Lacey Evans feels like the most likely pick to me. Yeah. Um, hang on a second. Shoot is watching the Buddy Matthews stream. We have been owned by our own teammate. Who'd have thought Shoot would be interested in Fed talk? Huh, Bob? Crazy. Terrible. Um, Alexa's still got too many vignettes left, right? Yeah. And I, I believe you're right about uh, what you said, how she's going to come back in Columbus. Because when I heard there was still, you know, six more, I didn't think they'd uh, do it in time. But they're running two a week now, I guess. So they ran two last week, and I believe they have four left, and it would be the week after next week. So, you know, everyone knows I'm biased. I'm going to be honest today. I think I saw Stephen Larson, you know, the guys, the yeah. podcast going wrong. Told they're very good guys. I've never spoken to them, but they seem, they seem good at what they do. I saw a clip someone sent me them talking about these segments, and I felt a lot better about my take because they were like, you know, there's something to these, and here's what the something is. The guy that she's doing them with is bad. Mm -hmm. The content is mostly bad. Visually, it's awful, but God bless. She's swinging for the fences, and it's something from a character perspective, and I'll be honest, Bob, this is just me. I think there's something to be said for the way they're doing this rather than just having her come back to her old music and being like, here she is. No more spooky. Is it great? No. I do somewhat admire the effort, mostly on her part, because the actual production elements are really cheap and badly done. But she's trying, and I think she's going to come out of this as some sort of like hybrid character, right? Which is... Yeah. Right, look, she'll of, make the most of it, right? But I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of where we, uh, I think, both landed. Like, she's going to be somewhere in the middle of what she right. used to be and, you know, the spooky stuff. Which is good. I don't think this is the spot for her necessarily. Do you? No. no. 
that seems like it would be nuts to do like two months of vignettes and just bring about as a sick person. Or yeah. I mean, man, that well, um, it seems like it's got to be Columbus, though. Like, that's where she left, you know, right? And they do actually react to her there, it's like a mm-hmm. recent thing. Um, okay, another woman's match here. We have Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya. Is this just a chance to get Ronda some some feel out there, get her a chance to see, you know, where she's at with Charlotte, get her a chance to throw some bodies around, not look like she's going to, you know, fall asleep? What do you think? Yeah, it makes sense with the storyline too. You know, a um, little worried, I guess, about some elements of this match. Uh, you know, we haven't seen Sonya really in a proper match in a couple of years. Um, Charlotte's kind of been all over the place. Ronda's been... You know, all right. I I think it'll be fine if they uh, you know are able to keep it short, keep it simple. But uh, yeah, probably just get around to some reps there. It feels like structurally they're going to play this pretty safe, right? They're going to get some heat on Naomi and then build to a Ronda hot tag. Mm-hmm. That hot tag will be a very good indication of where Ronda's at because yep. that thing will be choreographed fifteen times over, and if it looks like shit, they're in trouble. I think there's a chance that her and Charlotte can pull this off at WrestleMania because, simply put, and this is what people don't get, is the the Royal Rumble match. Not only was it Ronda's first time in the ring in years, but more than that, it was the first time people had seen her in a match where she was asked to just go out there and fill space and work. Yeah. It's a very different art form to just remembering a 12-minute match. Mm-hmm. Um, she can really sell, which was something she had back then. Maybe she you know, has forgotten how to do it. I don't know. But you will see against Charlotte, Folks, whether it's good, bad, or somewhere in the middle, they will put a match together and practice it for hours and hours and yeah. hours. And that doesn't mean it'll be good again, but I'm just saying it's very different to asking her to go into the Rumble and just walk around from corner to corner and throw punches. She was very, very bad at that. This is a different thing. We'll see how she does in this tag match. It's as simple as Ronda submitting Sonya, though, right, in terms of the finish? Yeah. Okay, cool. By the way, so we all agree Bianca's winning the, the Elimination Chamber, right? Yes. Okay. Why is Drew McIntyre wrestling Madcap Moss again, Bobby? I guess they want to finish the story. Um, you know, I'm yeah. glad they made a false count anywhere this time, at least. That should spice yeah. it up a little bit. But yeah, I could have done without this. Seems like they're high on old Madcap, Bob. I am too. I mean, not in this right. gimmick, but like I've always liked him. Seems like they're high on the gimmick. Though. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's not ideal. <laughs> What do you think Drew's doing at WrestleMania? Um, that's a good one. Wow, mm, SmackDown's uh-huh. so thin, right? That it's like, yeah, go. I mean, he's he's not going to be in the Intercontinental Title stuff. He's not going to be in the main title stuff. So it's like, are they going to do Drew against Corbin mm-hmm. and give it's, us you know seven more weeks of this? Or I mean, feels like doing the Madcap Moss match here and not the Corbin match is kind of telling in some ways, right? But that seems yeah. like it would be insane even for them. I mean, was Corbin on WrestleMania last year? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Think so. Year before that, he wrestled Elias. WrestleMania 36, yeah, he wrestled Elias, and then I don't believe he was um, around last year. No, he was not. Because they started doing the stuff with uh, Blake and Cutler, and then... They got cut, and they didn't really have anything else for him. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. And two guys got punished because, yeah. 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 Um, the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Is this just a, oh, shit, we can't do the New Day match again. Let's just do someone else. Viking Raiders are around. What do you think? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it'll be fine, right? Like the Usos, Yeah, the match will be good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I think the Viking Raiders, like, since coming up to the main roster, um, it's kind of been hard to get behind them because of the way they've been presented at times, but they're still pretty good. I mean, in ring. Yeah, in ring, they're they're a good team. They just... Look, man, that act is uh, tough, you know. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie to you, like, even as War Machine, they were kind of cool, but there's definitely just a sense of dork to them, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, I think that's saying that they've not been helped because that promotion doesn't ever help people that have that issue, as we've found out many times. They just expose it more and more. Um, yeah, I think the match should be good. I Is it is the WrestleMania match just the new Dan Usos again, do you think, Bob? Um, Maybe with a ladder or something? Yeah, probably. Let's see. Tag the tag division, man. Goldie says he ain't wrong, right? They... That tag division isn't exactly red hot right now, Bob. Is it fair to say? No, it's not at all. And, I mean, again, we kind of outlined some possible fixes to it, but even that's only going to do so much. Yeah, I agree. Um, overall thoughts, obviously, beyond the uh, the fact that it is, you know, dumb of us to even have this conversation due to the circumstances surrounding the event. Any overall thoughts on the event? That's uh, Is it Saturday, Elimination Chamber? Saturday? Yes, Saturday. Yeah. Any overall thoughts, Bob, other than the matches with you know the, over, the the actual match card itself? What do you think? No, I mean they look pretty good. Um, it's nice that they're doing it, you know, on a Saturday in the afternoon instead of a weekday afternoon. Um, and you know, just kind of overall, I completely get if people don't want to watch it. Um, yeah. you know, I'm not going to convince you to watch it. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it it looks good from a match perspective. Would you say that whether you watch it or don't? And this is this is my per. Oh, my my internet got struck down. Yeah, as there I, you began, go. I began to speak about this subject. Um, right, look seriously, this is the deal. Whether you watch it or you don't, I would suggest just try your best to be educated on the matter. This is not talking to you, Bob. This is just talking to Harold yeah. Wilson because I know that I don't know who's going to watch this. Right. My recommendation to you would be: do not quote tweet people that are explaining the story by saying "but America bad." Yeah. Um, I would say that doesn't really help anything. No. And actually just shows that you completely fail to understand the situation. Um, but, you know, that's just my personal recommendation. Uh, will it be NWA USA in the demo, Bob? That's one for you as the ratings guy. What do you think? I think it should, yeah. Do you watch NWA USA, Bob? I don't. You know they have Raven on commentary? Do they? How's that go? How would you How would you expect? Mm-hmm. That's fair. You know who's on commentary on Power this week, Bob? Who? You know Joe Galley, the lead guy? I think he does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. And he had two color commentators. Do you want me to tell you who it was, Bob? Yes. Velvet Sky. Medusa. Oof. They had one hell of a time, let me tell you, Bob. They really <laughs> did. Luckily, they had an easy match to commentate because it's a four-team trios elimination match involving 12 people. Um, it went about as great as you'd expect, man. It really did. really did kill it. So... Congratulations to everyone at NWA for continuing to just produce high-level content every turn. Quickly, a couple of TV notes. AJ Styles and Damian Priest tonight for the US title. Um, no title change, Bob? What do you think? No, I don't think so. Like, it would just kind of be weird because AJ's in the Elimination Chamber this week, so I don't get, you know, what bringing him in with that belt really does for it if he's not going to win it. So, like, I, I'm looking forward to the match. I think it would be a good match, but, yeah, I don't think uh, Priest is going to drop the title yet. Any chance this is a case of we need to get, um, you know, we need to get the belt on AJ because that's the mania direction? Or do you think they have any idea what AJ's doing at WrestleMania yet? 
Yeah, I don't know that they know for sure. Um, you know, we kind of saw something similar on SmackDown with the mid-card title where, you know, they're getting ready for Mania already. Um, but, you know, no, I, I just think, I don't really know why they're running the match, to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> I also don't mind, like, just having cold mid-card title matches on TV. Right. Like, that kind of feels like what mid-card titles should be for. I mean, look, let's be completely honest about, like, it's, you know, probably just a way of fill TV time. And yeah. in, in that promotion, if the answer, if the solution is an AJ Styles match, I think that's better than most of their other solutions. So I get why you're not sitting here, like, slamming your fist on the desk. He's like, well, you're going to see AJ Styles. Right? I get it. Um, I do think this is possible. AJ Omos for the US title wouldn't surprise me at all. Priest is fascinating because if you ask me what I think they think of him, my answer would change every week. Yeah. Uh, he didn't lose, I believe, for like a year. Mm-hmm. But I think mean, he's just been beat on TV recently. <laughs> and he hasn't lost the belt, obviously. So it's like, and as you know, Leland says, it's not like he's doing anything meaningful with the belt, as far as I can tell. But he's, they obviously see something there. But is it a case of maybe they're slowly losing interest? What do you think, Bob, on, on Priest at this point? Yeah, I think they're still pretty high on him. But I don't know that they see him as like a world champion type. Um, right. Like, the path for him is probably like him and AJ and a couple guys in the Elimination Chamber kind of in a multi-man match at Mania for the U.S. title and then, you know, put it on whoever. Um, Do you remember the the uh, multi-man U.S. title match that I got to see at WrestleMania, Bob? Um, this is no. WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans, Bob. We have. Are you ready for this? I'm going to say a name. You tell me You tell me out of 10 how happy you'd be to see them in this match. Ready? Okay, yeah. Bob Rude. Uh, seven. Randy Orton. Eight. Rusev. Eight. And of course, naturally, the winner of the match, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <That's... laughs> This is where, like, you know, neither of us dislike Jinder, right? God bless him. Like, yeah. He seems like a good guy and all hell. Like, imagine sitting there and looking at the full man. Like, okay, we've got Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, and Rusev. But Jinder. <laughs> and I think he dropped the belt like a day later to Jeff Hardy or two days later, a week later, whatever it was. He was on the draft show a week later. So, God bless the World Wrestling Federation. Speaking of such, Bob, you got any live events on the, like, you going to any more Derby shows coming out, or is the Rumble your last for the foreseeable? Yeah, no, the Rumble's my last for foreseeable future. They're not coming back here anytime soon. I might go to SummerSlam. Um, because it's in Nashville, it's only about three or four hours away, but I don't know for sure right now. You know when you saw uh, Rock at the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. By the way, Bob, the Super Bowl is a very famous American football game. I play over there. <laughs> like, if he doesn't work Mania next year, it's over. Right? He's never wrestling again. If yeah. it was like that, it's like the most – like in that stadium, mm-hmm. what do you think, Bob? Give me a percentage chance of if we can finally end the constant when will Rock and Roman wrestling just – is it going to be next year, do you think? Yeah, I think uh, the Becky and Ronda singles match and Rock and Roman are pretty much penciled in right now. My God. Okay, does that mean Roman holds the belt for a whole other year? Because if so, my God, Twitter will be even more interesting than it already is. I don't think you have to do it that way necessarily, but that's not to say that they're not going to. 
Indeed. Um, folks, by the way, if you want updates on what's going on in Richardson Twitter, I'm told Bob is very good at that. I'm told I have stuff to check when I get off the air, which has alarmed me greatly. Um, <laughs> apparently, you can do the same. You go to at Robert O'Neill31, of course, because he was born in 1931, famously. True. Um, aging fabulously, aren't you, Bob? Yeah. Great, great cream you use there for the, for the facial. Um, anyway, anything else on the Fed front? Obviously, we skipped over last week's TV, so I, I don't want to you know dwell on it. But anything else to cover, Bob, that I've forgotten? No, I mean, we could preview SmackDown a little bit, but it's tape show, and I think everyone knows the one big oh, thing yeah. that happened. So. See, I went to .com looking for a preview, and I saw that, and I was like, well, I mean, you're excited for Sammy and, and Shin, right? I guess is the is that yeah. the main point? Yeah, I mean, it's their first match since uh, the TakeOver match. I know. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating in a range of ways, right? That would have mm-hmm. been such an easy thing to just do to pop like the hardcore fan. Yeah. Wait. Bro, that was six years ago. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> this was good shit, by the way. Do you remember this? Dolph's vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where he... Everyone convinced themselves he was like going to win the rumble, and then he just yeah. got thrown out in like a minute. Good rib. Good times. Um, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Are you excited? I actually am. I think Knoxville looked really good in the rumble. I know it's short, <laughs> but like, I think. Uh, and I mean, Sami's a good guy to have, you know, in this yeah. role. Like, he's great at it. Like, the story will be good, even if the match isn't great. You know, who cares? It's WrestleMania. You'll go over people with it, and then there'll be a lot of tweets about the IC title. Like as though the thing still means anything anyway, right? That'll be a whole that that'll be a whole day of conversation. The IC title is dead, like it's fucking twenty eleven again, you know. The um the Jackass theme got one of the biggest pops at the Rumble, so did you see the thing about Steve O? Yeah. But did you see he did a vlog? Okay. This is nuts, dude. So he had COVID, right? That's why he got pulled mm-hmm. from the He did a vlog. I saw a picture, like a screenshot of it. And in his vlog, you could see Ronda and Brock. And, like, <laughs> he had COVID. You know, like, he could, he could have fucking killed... He could have cost them both Rumble winners. Which would have been one of the greatest things ever done in wrestling history. <laughs> seems bad. <laughs> Speaking of such, get vaccinated all that stuff. Don't listen to Bob. No, I'm... Jo- Bob's pro-vaccination. Aren't you, Bob? Yeah. We don't do those jokes, but not behind the paywall, do we, Bob? No, we do not. Only on Friday nights at latenightgrin.com. Okay, that has been Fed Dead episode three, but really five if you count Fed Red Hot, maybe six if you count the Royal Rumble review. Um, on, on behalf of, of, of Bob O'Neill and myself, we say thank you for tuning in. I will be back in an hour, Bob, an hour. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch Ring of Honor TV, which I believe is the Brian Danielson episode. Recommend those, by the way. They're doing like greatest hits episodes for the Hall of Famers. Pretty cool. Oh, cool, yeah. Danielson, Danielson is this week. You can get those on their website on fire. Um, I'm going to be back in an hour with Jay Shell. Someone asked in the chat, so let me make this clear now. We are going to be in a preview Impact show for this weekend, which I think is Turning Point? No Surrender. No, same thing. Turning <laughs> Point, No Surrender. We're going to preview here in an hour. We're going to talk about Ring of Honor's return as well as the Hall of Fame. We are going to talk about Josh Alexander specifically, and that seems to be quite the developing story. Mm -hmm. That's an hour away. Jay Shell and myself, Monday Night Law. We show up without anything to talk about, even though I just named four topics. So 
we actually have stuff to talk about. Uh, everyone go to Rob's Twitter now to find out what's going on, on Twitter, unless it's back, Bob, no, nod or 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 shake your head if this is something people should go to your Twitter for the story that I've been told to go to your Twitter for. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know. okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got I got some messages there. We'll we'll cover this maybe later, or maybe we'll never talk about it again. I don't know, folks. This has been Fed Dead Redemption. Um, I'll see you all in just under an hour with Jay Shell. All out.